Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. All right, JT, we'll get back for culture clips. This version is going to be all about motivation and finding out how you motivate yourself, um, especially during 2020 with, you know, the the show that's been going on 2020. It's like the song that never ends. Um, but what's some things I want to look at tonight is asking our viewers, how would you answer these questions? What does the best version of you look like? And what is the best version of you capable of doing? And if you think about that, when you start talking about the best version of yourself, normally it's not found, but it's created. And I think a lot of times when we try to find motivation internally, that stems from we have to have some kind of outside source motivate us. Like you give a kid um, this answer on this test, you know, or, or give them a, a little nugget for a quiz grade, like, hey, you get this question right, I'll give you bonus points. You get this right, I'll give you this. So it's like a quid pro quo, this for that, for some type of motivation. Um, you know, you, for coaches, you run this last sprint hard, uh, or you uh, get a lineman to catch a punt, there's motivation for no sprints at the end of practice. But what I want to look at tonight is, is how do we find the best version of ourselves with internal and intrinsic motivation? Well, it's a great topic because I think in 2020, with all the stuff with COVID, you have to manage yourself more than ever, right? Like I can't rely on my administrator to walk by my classroom and give me three ideas to spark engagement because they just don't have time. Um, and so that my, my students really need me to bring my best energy every day and then also be flexible to pivot, to, uh, to spark into, tap into creativity and then uh, catch lightning in a bottle sometimes if a teachable moment arises. And so in 2020, if there's one thing that we've learned so far, it's that we have to manage ourselves better. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and I think about this, you know, Brian Kite talks about this all the time, the best version of yourself with his daily discipline. And, you know, I think the tricky part is the fun part of trying to how to about motivate yourself, you know? And the only time you really get to learn how to do something, and I think about this, is just by doing it. You know, so many kids are afraid of failing. So many kids are afraid of putting themselves out there. They're, they're scared to raise that hand and answer a question because they're fearful of it's the wrong answer and people are gonna think I'm dumb or they're gonna make fun of me or the teacher's gonna make fun of me. But I think that's the fun part of when you start looking how to motivate yourself inside of like learning new things, doing new things. Uh, I think that, that sparks a whole nother realm of, of kids motivating themselves, even coaches motivating themselves. Like it's not just the win on Friday night, it's the daily wins of the day that help motivate. Yeah, and I think it comes from understanding yourself. Like I know for me, if I can give myself a quick win by just getting up earlier in the morning, mm -hmm. I'm a big five in the morning, get up. That's the only quiet time I get in my day because at six, 6.30 when my kids start getting up and we start in our daily routine, like it doesn't stop till right now, you know, 10, 11 at night when my kids go to bed. And uh, it's like that all day. So the only time I have for myself that I know about is to get up earlier. Uh, the Navy SEALs talk about that, where the only way you can add more time into your day is to get up earlier. So for me, a quick win is I'm going to set my alarm for 4.30, 4.45, 4 
that gives me an hour and a half, two hours of quiet time on a good day. And, uh, and I need that to just gather myself, collect my thoughts, make sure that I'm prepared going into whatever lion's trap I'm going to face that day. Right. My wife's a, a 4.20 a.m. person and gets up and works out. I'm a 5 a.m. riser, snooze 5.15, maybe a snooze to 5.30. Um, but you're, you're, you're spot on with, you know, the only non, the most valuable non-renewable resource that we have is that time, time. Um, that we get during the day and the, the best way to get it is either late at night or early in the morning. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you on those quick wins. You know, our receivers had, it was a new group and we're progressively getting better each week. And, uh, I had a guy call me. He's like, man, your receivers are just, I was like, man, it's not where it starts. It's not where it starts. Like it, it's those daily wins each day where they're striving for, maybe they're not false stepping or, or they're not uh, taking their eyes off the ball. Maybe they're high-pointing the ball better. Maybe they're blocking better. But that's what I encourage them to do. So as we talk about motivation, like find a daily win for you. So instead of thinking this, and you hear the the 1% better cliche, put the penny in a jar cliche, there's all those types of things. What's something tangible that you as a coach can motivate your players with just one thing they can get better at each day? I think that's a really healthy way to look at it. Um, and then there's a number to it, a tangible number of one, mm-hmm. right? You're not trying to eat the whole elephant at one time. We're taking it bite by bite. Uh, and then you have to have, trust the process to steal another cliche and trust that where you start is not going to be where you end up. Right. And it's only those small tangible gains that you make every day um, that are going to help you get to that end result. Yeah. So let's go, let's transition to the best version of ourself. Like, how do we evaluate that? Like that, I heard that for the first time and I was like the best version of myself. So what does that look like? Is like be better today than I was yesterday, be better tomorrow than I am today. So for you, what does that look like, John? I think it's about being efficient, right? Like I'm my best version of myself when I don't have 20 things going on at one time, Mm. when I can just focus in on one and be really good in the moment. Um, Bill Belichick, his wife calls him the filing cabinet, uh, where Belichick, one of the best in the business, in our business in coaching, but what makes him great, where he's a genius, is he has this ability to get in his car and mentally pull out the file of the cabinet that says football on it. And then he drives to work and he works on football for 18 hours or whatever it is. And then when he pulls back in the driveway at 10, 11 at night, after leaving at six in the morning, he puts that folder of football back in that cabinet and he pulls out the one that says family so that he can actually enjoy whatever six hours he gets at home with his wife and be in the moment there. And I think that's such a healthy way to look at life where for me, my best version of myself is being able to pull out the folder, whatever I need to do right then in that moment get it done with laser-like focus, put it back in the filing cabinet, and move on to the next task. My biggest thing is a daily routine of, of doing things when I get to work, and then when I, what I have to do with our social media website, with our athletic media, uh, and then the game op stuff that I have to get ready for. I just kind of know, I, and I'm like you, I compartmentalize where, where I'm supposed to focus my attention. And then where I find myself failing is when I get in these rabbit holes <laughs> and people start talking to me. So I, I've started doing this 
And I go, so at the end of sixth period, I go to the press box and it is quiet. And I'm looking at the football field and I get more work done there. So when I come home, there's not really any watching football at home. There's not any, it's, it's listen to my daughter read book about spiders and what arachnophobia is. It's watching my son um, play with, you know, Buzz Lightyear and, and Spider-Man and all that stuff. So I think it's, it's healthy that you compartmentalize stuff. So yes, if you're one of those coaches that needs to get up early, if you need to stay up late, I know a lot of coaches stay up late, like they're, they get up late and stay up later. Um, I'm one of those, I like, I like going to bed. Right, and then, you know, not burning the midnight oil, but, um, you know, there's well, so many things that can go go wrong because once that time starts running out, and we do teach during the day, so you can't dismiss that. Yeah, you know, um, it's so valuable. It's such a good point to bring up, but um, I think where people go wrong, and there isn't one person out there that's going to say they're their best version of themselves when they run on four hours of sleep. Right. That just doesn't happen. That's right. all the research about self-care. Like we are smarter than that as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that really helps me be like a filing cabinet is Daniel Pink calls it the MIT strategy. And I write about it in my book, but it stands for most important task. Mm-hmm. So right away in the morning, if you know what your most important task is, then get it done. Put whatever energy or time you need into it right away so that it gets done and then you're free to do whatever other tasks you have going on that aren't as important. Um, and I think that's really helped me. Uh, the other thing that I, I think is important for our listeners is we talk about work-life balance all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like people ask me all the time, how do you get so much done? How are you able to do all this? Why do you work so many crazy hours? How do you coach football and wrestling and still teach and all this other stuff, right? Curriculum and all the different hats that we wear in education. And my conclusion is that it's not about being balanced because our society is out of balance, right? Like football season, I'm out of balance. Even in the spring and summer when I'm not coaching a sport, I'm out of balance, but it's on the family end. It's the other way. Mm -hmm. So I prefer to be centered. You know, I think that us as educators, as teachers, as coaches, as just high performers, you need to be centered. And that's where you lean on your core values. That's where you lean on your most important tasks that you're doing every day. And that's where you start to really look at your legacy and what are you building from day in to day out? How do the days connect? And all of that is about being centered, not being chaotic and sporadic and unfocused and multitask. Right. And when you said MIT, I thought about self-awareness. Self-awareness of your actions. And then what their impact is when you're performing that task. So that's, that's where I went to with that. And as when you find those out, put all, funnel all your energy there. I mean, is it that simple? That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what the best version of yourself is. Like if you're Michael Jordan, if you're Tom Brady, if you're an elite athlete, we talk about flow. Mm-hmm. Well, when you experience flow, research has proven that everything slows down around you because it feels effortless. It feels like you're in a dream. Like when I think about my MIT and I'm being productive and I'm dedicating that half hour, 45 minutes, whatever time I have allotted to that task, I'm in the zone. I'm feeling flow. 
And it might not look like Michael Jordan making a drive in the lane and making a one-handed jumper from the other side of his body across the hoop. But, you know, I'm writing curriculum. I'm in the moment. I am truly living out my best version of myself. Well, here, here's another word that I'll, and I, I talk with this with our guys. I talk with this with the health students that I teach is the word confidence. Is having confidence in your ability. So I think so many times, even teenagers or athletes that we coach, they lack that confidence. So that motivation factor isn't there because they're afraid of, of whatever. I, I don't even know what they're afraid of. Maybe it goes back to that, that failing part. They don't want to raise their hand. But the confidence mechanism is not there. And then if they don't have confidence, then they don't have energy to kind of perform that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. And in the adult world, we would maybe call it procrastination. Yeah. Like if you don't have confidence to get started, or if you are too scared, paralysis by analysis kind mm -hmm. of deal, like mm -hmm. you're mulling it over and you're waiting, you're waiting to be nudged or waiting to be pushed by somebody, like that is that lack of confidence. And so you're never going to grow. You're never going to change. And so therefore you're falling short of the best version of yourself. Yeah. So now you can, like we're in the, we're in the end of the first nine weeks. So obviously they're going to be confident in their grades if they give putting in the effort and the time. Uh, they're going to give more energy, probably the second nine weeks is a re, revamping of the grades more than the you know everybody has energy and confidence the first day of school because it's a new school year. But then the last word that I'm thinking of, and this goes back to to all the stuff from getting up at four in the morning to going to bed at ten thirty at night, is endurance over the course of the day to make sure that MIT has the same endurance of task one when you get to task eight. That endurance and that energy and that confidence stays there from one all the way to eight. And uh, you know, I, that's what I think about when, when we're talking about the best version of ourselves, that we have to run that race, but it's not like the mile, when you run a mile, you the third lap's always the hardest. I, I tell our guys like, and even I tell myself, like, lap one, two, three, and four, you almost want lap four to be better than lap one. Yeah. So make sure that that endurance is, is still there, that energy, that confidence, and you're reflecting on, did I make good choices? Did I do good things? Did, am I making a positive impact? Am I motivating myself from within with the goal that I've set for myself? That's such a good way to look at it. And uh, in my experience, here's how you know if you're on the right MIT, if you're running the right race kind of thing, right? Because there's a lot of different ways that our race could be ran throughout a day. Like there's a lot of different things pulling at us for attention. And I guess for me, it comes down to, it should be life giving, not life draining. Mm. So at the end of every day, you if you've accomplished your MIT, you should feel really good about yourself and that should set you up for tomorrow. So like, it's almost like a hitter in baseball. Mm. You know, you start start your hitting streak with one and then try to extend it to two and then you get it to a week. And then before long, you want double digits and so on and so forth. And eventually you get to the point where you are accomplishing great things in mass quantities and you don't want that to end. So I think, you know, if, if you're on the right track for an MIT, if it's life giving, not life draining. Yeah. I just thought about a baseball pitcher as you were going through that, when he's throwing a no-hitter, 
he has the same energy and confidence, and maybe even more in the ninth inning when he has two outs than he does when he throws that first strike of the game. And I think that's how we need to approach how we live our life, how we approach teaching our student athletes, um, how we teach our own children at home is how you start something, have the same focus, mindset, be driven, courage, if you want to use that word, all the way through the nine innings from pitch one to the last out of a no-hitter. Yeah, you should get stronger as the game goes on, not right. weaker, right? Right. And um, and as you're talking, I'm thinking of Kurt Schilling and the bloody sock from 2004. No you doubt. Know, there's nothing stopping the Red Sox. Curse, whatever. Everything be damned. Uh, Kurt Schilling, that's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you ever get a chance to Cooperstown, you, you get to go to Cooperstown, you need to go do that. That's one of the great national treasures that we have. Um, but you should be stronger. And, and that's where that life-giving comes into the other part that I want to talk about very briefly about the best version of yourself is how you define success. Because you ultimately have to tell yourself a story in your brain, an internal dialogue that what you're doing is worthwhile. A great story the other day, we've been, we were shut down for football. We didn't play last Friday because of COVID and um, just out of precautions and things like that. And so I went and I coached the seventh grade all week. And, uh, you know, Randy Jackson talks about seventh grade is that's where that is your most important coach on your staff. And uh, those seventh graders, they need a lot of help. Even my administrator was like, well, do, do you really need to do this? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, every seventh grade staff needs more eyeballs, right? They need uh, another set of people there that are invested. These kids crave your attention when you're there. And I'm teaching just a simple uh, throw and catching drill. And we got a DB and he starts with a hand on the back and, and everybody did it. So linemen included, whatever, but you start with the DB with their hand on the back and then they're just going to swat, swat at the ball as the quarterback throws, the wide receiver catches it. And then we rip swat at the ball, rip with the hand down, whatever, just to teach collision, um, teach spacing, just teach, you know, that, that timing, all those things. And I had a wide receiver, pretty good wide receiver. He's fast, but he kept dropping ball after ball after ball after ball. And you could just feel the energy of the, the area around us. Like all the players were rioting this kid. Like, oh, come on, catch the ball. You suck. You know, and middle school kids are ruthless when it comes to that. But I'm, I'm continuing to throw the ball. I'm continuing to feed this kid. And he eventually caught one and everyone cheered and he kind of felt embarrassed. But it was the end of practice. And as we're walking off, I just said, you got to start thinking of yourself as a great DB. Hmm. Okay. You're not a wide receiver. That's okay. Or you were today. You're a DB. And it's the old Kenny Rogers song where uh, the greatest and the kid's pitching hmm. to himself and he's trying to hit the ball and the ball goes up and the ball comes down and, you know, whatever. And then in the end, the, the end of the song is the kid telling himself he's the greatest pitcher that baseball has ever seen, not hitter. Huh. And so it's all about how you define success. So whatever a quick win looks like to you, and then whatever your MIT is, it should be life-giving, and then you ultimately have to be successful. You have to find that you were successful that day. Right. Because you're not, I mean, you're not always going to be the greatest. You're not always going to have that daily win. You're going to search for it, and maybe it don't come. So as a coach, as an educator, as a teacher, as a dad, you know, Make a massive difference in people's lives. Be a strong sense of, or source of encouragement, right? 
what I've got from this is we work hard, be kind, right? Have fun. Above all else, let's have fun. Uh, to quote Brian, no BCDs, don't complain, right? And enjoy life. And I, it sounds simple, but all the things we just talked about were we're in a roundabout those types of things to where we're, you know, we, we want to have the daily wins. We want to have, be the best in the beginning, be the best at the end. We want to be kind. Um, obviously you want to have fun. Don't complain about the day when we, we want a BCD and get after it when it's not our day. Guilty, right? And then and the, love the life the you're in. Version, the best version of ourselves is not about winning ball games. It's not about every one of our students acing a test. Nope. You know, it's not about, oh, oh man, I made $30,000 today, you know, because X, Y, or Z. You know, the best parts of our day to live out the best version of ourselves are small and seemingly insignificant. 